With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, welcome to episode one, season one, Dog Pound South podcast, part of the uh, part of the uh, Fanatical Elves Network, which is part of Fans First Network. I'm Steve Gill. Um, I'm your host, and this is an extension of a blog I've had for gosh since 2019 called dogpoundsouth.net. I'll still do some writing on that, but this will be the primary way I'll be able to communicate with, uh, with people who read my blog. I established that blog to give an outside-looking-in view of our favorite team, the Cleveland Browns. I live in Nashville, Tennessee, a team that has another a city that has another NFL team. Uh, it's not easy being a fan of the Browns when you're outside of Ohio and Cleveland. Uh, I was a member of the Middle Tennessee Browns Packers, as a matter of fact. I was president for 15 years, and because of my service and the time and energy my wife and I put into it, the Cleveland Browns gave us lifetime memberships to the worldwide Browns Packers. So I understand what it's like to be in another NFL city away from Cleveland, away from Ohio, and try to get news try to scour social media to get any information you can about your favorite team, the Cleveland Browns. Um, basically, right now we're into the, the slow period of NFL teams, the after mini camps, prior to training camps, where you hope and pray there's no breaking news about players of, you know, the, the kind that, you know, in, involves the the letters DUI or the word arrest. You knock on wood, you you hope that doesn't happen. But let's look back on the training camp they just had. There was a very positive attitude during the whole thing. Um, I found it astonishing how well run it was from what I could take uh, in reading beat writers and also in uh, watching the videos, which we all love. Um, it looked very smooth, and like uh, others have said, 
especially my cohort, John uh, Sukan, uh, there was a good vibe, a positive vibe. And I like that. I know, I know, I know there's no defense. There's no rushing the passer. There's no, it's just, you know, it's a, it's a glorified passing camp. But when you have a good team and a franchise quarterback, the ball should never hit the ground. Everything should be a completion. I know there's some coverage involved with the defense, but it looked smooth. I, I like where this team is sitting right now. I would prefer to not be gulping the orange Kool-Aid at this point. I'm cautiously optimistic. I want to wait till preseason games and training camps just to see, just to verify how I'm feeling about this team. So I will be cautiously optimistic. In other words, I do your typical Browns fan. Um, where, do the, where does the team stand right now? Um, 90 man roster. Uh, they have about, according to over the cap.com, they have about 16.9 million under the cap. That's a good number for GM Andrew Barry to play with uh, over the last over the years, he's been GM. He likes to uh, carry over money into next year, which he's definitely going to need. Uh, they are currently, if you follow over the cap and know about it, they're pretty right about predicting future salary caps. They currently have the 2024 salary cap at $256 million. The Browns are currently $53 million over that. So, yeah, I know $16 million doesn't sound like a lot. But it'll help. They can carry that over if they don't use it, barring any injuries during craning camp. So they're going to have to do some restructures next year. Uh, I don't really worry about 2024. I more worry about 2025. Uh, that's when you're getting into some pretty big numbers. Um, as for the roster itself, uh, you're going to see a lot of projections on, uh, on social media. You know, uh, everybody's trying to pick the final 53. Uh, if you look at the way the contracts are structured, uh, take into consideration the 2023 draft picks and players who were starters last year. I'll give you two examples, uh, JOK and Delpit, um, who are very talented. I, I Personally, I don't think their, their, their talents have been maximized. I think Jim Schwartz will maximize that talent. Um, you have pretty much 46 out of the 53 locked in. And like I said, that's guaranteed money, 2023 draft picks, and players who are very talented who could who started last year. Now, JOK and Delpit don't have any guarantees in their contracts. They're, they're at the, the end of their rookie deals. Uh, they're going to have to be extended if they're going to you know, if they play well, but right now about 46 of the 53 are pretty much locks. You could pretty much guarantee barring injury um, that they're going to be on the roster. The room I am really interested in is the tough decision. There are two rooms I'm interested in running back room. Um, everybody is basically counting on Demetric Felton to be cut uh, I'm not one of those people. I think that if he shows up with the right frame of mind, prepares to be the number three behind 
uh, Nick Chubb and uh, Jerome Ford, then I think he can make the roster. If he shows up and pouts and feels sorry for himself, well, then he's going to be cut and the Browns will, will sign another running back. I would prefer a veteran, but you're not going to get a big name. You're not going to get Ezekiel Elliott. That's just not going to happen. Something catastrophic would have to happen to the uh, Chubb or Ford for that to happen, and we don't want that to happen. Everybody loves Nick Chubb, and he is the epitome of the Cleveland Browns. So, you know, they can, they can sign a backup veteran. You're looking for a number three. Uh, the other room, a tough decision, is wide receiver. Right now, it's pretty much set. Um, but Jalen Darden opened a lot of eyes this past, the last mini camp. And, you know, he can return kicks, he can return punts, but he would be wide receiver number seven. I've done a projection. I have 25 on offense, 25 on defense, and of course, our three special teamers. Um, but that 25 on offense is. It's because they're going to have to keep three quarterbacks. Dorian Thompson Robinson is not going to slip through waivers and make it to the practice squad. He's just not. So you've got to look at it that way. Um, they use, they will carry six. I doubt they're going to carry two tight ends since the restructure of Harrison Bryant. He's pretty much a roster lock. So three tight ends. Uh, offensive line looks set, except for maybe backup center. Luke Whipler, the Ohio State product, will probably make the team. Um, he won't not, he won't slip through slip through waivers to to make the practice squad. Uh, your fourth offensive tackle is going to be Dewan Jones. Uh, again, he will not slip through waivers and uh, make it to the practice squad. Uh, that is the downfall of. Drafting well, uh, when you get value in those later rounds and they show up to training camp and they play well and they play well in preseason, you're just, it, you got to keep them on the roster. Um, on defense, probably the only question mark, and you hear this a lot, is defensive tackle. Um, I'm of the opinion that if Maurice Hurst stays healthy, which has been a problem. I mean, he has the ability, just doesn't have the availability. He is probably the second most talented defensive tackle and the third most talented defensive lineman uh, on this roster. But, like I said, he's got to stay healthy. And he hasn't been able to stay healthy. So, But if he can stay healthy, I think he makes uh, the squad. Other than that, I really don't see anything. Um, uh, there's a lot of guys they can sneak onto the practice squad. Uh, on the defense, especially in the secondary, safety's pretty much set. Corner's set. I, I don't want to get rid of uh, AJ Green. I, I love his game. I think DeAnthony Bell has a leg up on number four uh, safety. Uh, you keep the special team guys that they signed for Bubba Ventrone. So I really don't see anything more than about seven roster spots. So. First half of the show, let's take a break for some sponsors. Okay, we're back. Um, during this time period, you're going to see a lot of 
lists, you know, you know the ones, power rankings, positional power rankings, group rankings. Uh, I follow pro football focus. I know, I know it's the analytics. Ooh, boo. The media members in Cleveland who are the get off of my lawn crowd or, you know, they, they, they don't understand analytics and how it works. So they're afraid of it, but it's used by players, agents, and teams to, um, establish value and worth of players and, uh, Position group. So far, they've uh, the Browns are number two offensive line, according to Pro Football Focus, and the number six defensive line. I, I like that. That's where it all starts. Trenches. Yeah. Last year's defensive line was, well, let's face facts, terrible. Um, they couldn't stop the run if they tried. And sometimes it looked like they weren't even trying. Um, the offensive line, it had its moments and then it didn't have its moment. Everybody talks about Jedrick Wills. I think if you get into practice and the Browns will have an extra week because of the hall of fame game, um, Jedrick Wills will start to learn where Deshaun Watson is. Um, it, <laughs> you know it, I know it, it was painful to watch Jedrick standing there doing nothing turning around and looking, where the hell's my quarterback? Um, it's, I think these are accurate predictions. Uh, the additions of Tomlinson and Smith and Okoronkwo. Got to learn to say that. Okoronkwo. I, I grew up in Cleveland. I had a lot of friends who were Eastern European who lived in Parma, and I learned to say their names. I can learn to say Okoronkwo. I think that they can provide the pressure Jim Schwartz needs. Um, it's all about pressure and it's all about coverage. There's an old saying, pressure produces incompletions and interceptions. Coverage produces sacks. I think that's what Jim Schwartz wants to do. And I think he's got the talent to do it. He just needs to get them in training camp, get them practicing together. That's This, this training camp will determine a lot with these Cleveland Browns. Um, you've also got to remember that um, I know we talked earlier about the roster that it, when players become available, uh, it's everybody's, you know, make them a, make them a Brown, Barry. Um, it's just not going to happen. Uh, I mean, the NFL is not fantasy football. It's uh, it's a a serious corporate nonprofit business. And uh, oh, you didn't know it was a nonprofit? They have an antitrust exemption. They're an, they are officially a nonprofit business. Hard to believe a billion dollar a year business is a nonprofit business. It would take Congress to take away their antitrust exemption. And right now, Congress can't decide if they want to eat oysters in a month with an R in it. So that is never going to happen. But uh, <laughs> I look forward to this season. Um, I'm looking forward to watching the third preseason game against the Eagles and following the practices they're going to have up in Philadelphia. Hopefully, um, Coach Stefanski has learned his lesson and will play his starters a little more. Uh, last year, it was painfully evident that um, the Eagles were going to be good. Um, they pushed the Browns around during those practices, and that 
that preseason game. And they, and they kept their starters in a little longer than the Browns did. So I would hope Kevin Stefanski is going to play his starters a little bit more. I mean, I know you're worried about injury, but you you got to know how good your team is. And I know the, the offense and defense is going to be vanilla. But, I mean, this year they have an opportunity to play the best team in the NFC and then the following week play the best team in the AFC, the Chiefs. And I know that fourth preseason game is, I like to call it uh, the paper or plastic game because it's for, it's for basically three, four roster spots and mostly for uh, practice squad players. And if you don't make the team, you're probably working someplace where you're asking people if they want paper or plastic or you're selling car insurance. Um, I just, I just hope that Kevin Stefanski will use that third preseason game to have his starters in more. Um, it, I think it would behoove him to do that. Um, basically, uh, I'm getting close to the end of uh, my podcast. Basically, what I want to do, like I said with this podcast, is to kind of look at the Browns from an outsider point of view. Uh, local media, and there are good ones. Uh, Mary Kay Cabot, you can unblock me now. Uh, I apologize for calling you a clickbait queen. You had just as good an offseason as Andrew Barry did. I don't know what Miss Cabot has done to find her sources, but ah, she's been right about 95% of the time this offseason, and you got to give her her props. A good reporter gets good sources, and she has good sources. Um, but a lot of them, a lot of them work on an agenda. Um, speaking as an out-of-town Browns fan, we are starving for information. We search social media to find as much as we can on our favorite team, the Cleveland Browns. Uh, we eat up those videos during training camp. Uh, yes, even the workout videos, everybody loves them. You know, they call it workout porn, and that's what it is. I mean... I still like seeing uh, Miles Garrett jump uh, however many inches up on top of boxes in in the in, in a weight room. You know, it's just astonishing a guy that big can do that. <laughs> I'd be lucky to step on top of a shoebox. But anyway, um, that's my point. That's my that's my promise. Uh, I will not be a, a honk. For the team, as we say in the South, uh, I won't piss down your neck and tell you it's raining. Uh, I will be honest. I can sometimes be blunt, as readers of my blog uh, have found out over the years, especially when the team is bad. Like last year, I, I went on a pretty bad jag about uh, the defense every week. Um, but I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, you know, I'm not going to I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. So just a reminder, follow along um, at uh, Elf Network on Twitter, uh, Fanatical Elf um, Podcast uh, Network, sorry, Fanatical Network. Also, uh, we have other shows, uh, What the Elf Was That, uh, Johnny Cleveland Podcast, the Fanatical Elf Network Podcast. Uh, Browns Blitz, um, uh, football, 
philosophy and rocket science, which I love. I, I you, you can follow and listen to all these. Uh, I retweet them at Seatown Thug constantly. Uh, right now, we're doing another giveaway. Yes, we're giving stuff away. Uh, a uh, Cleveland Browns license plate holder, car not included. Um, just uh, do a little, go to the search box on Twitter. Go to at Elf Network. You'll find a picture of this lovely, lovely Browns license plate holder. I have one on in my car and I drive around proudly, drive around Nashville proudly with all my Brown stuff on. And retweet and follow. We will announce the winner at uh, the show this week, the <laughs> the Fanatical Elf Network podcast. So follow, retweet. Again, thanks for watching and uh, go Browns. <laughs>